I had problems with that for many, many years until I figured out uh, all the ways I could to put success in my way. And the one thing that I know I can do anywhere is run. And more specifically is run on a treadmill. And look, if I'm staying in New York and it's a nice day and I'm near Central Park, I'm going to be in Central Park. Don't get me wrong. But running in a city is stressful. Um, it's stop and start. It's hard to get in the groove, I find. Uh, there's a treadmill anywhere I stay. And I use an app called Studio. And Studio is basically an app for treadmills that does the same kind of thing that, that uh, Peloton does for, for the cycle. They're live classes, essentially. And they're, they eventually get recorded, so there's a big bank of them. But uh, it's, there is a, a live instructor with music telling you how to set your speed, set your incline. So it's not the kind of app you would use if you want to, like, I want to run 5K. It's not the app you would use. But if you have, uh, I have 30 minutes and I want to burn 400 calories, that's the app to use. Um, and that way I can be consistent because there's a treadmill anywhere I stay. And so I don't have an excuse. Uh, I don't have a weather excuse. I don't have a city excuse. I don't have the, oh, they don't have kettlebells, you know, whatever. I just, I just run. I when you travel for a vacation, you don't worry about a wrinkled shirt. But when you travel for business, being connected, being presentable, and not having dead batteries are true causes for concern. So get on board for some business travel hacks with your host, Brian Eisenberg. So, Tom, tell, tell people who you are and uh, why you travel so frequently. Sure. So I am the uh, SVP at Edison Research, which is a, a custom market research company that uh, we're known uh, primarily for doing the exit polls during elections and primaries and caucus by caucuses, whatever the, the plural of that is. Um, I do a lot of research in the audio space, such as podcasts, of which this is one. So I travel every week, and that's not an exaggeration uh, without fail. And it's it's a mix of I have a son in North Carolina that I visit uh, extremely regularly, so I travel a lot on weekends for personal reasons. And then uh, I do about 60 or 70 uh, speaking engagements per year, some of which are client presentations, some of which are agency presentations, and many of which are just at conferences and events. So uh, I'm, a, I'm frequently on the road speaking. Tell people where you're based out of. So I live in, in Boston, Massachusetts. Do you have uh, uh, any favorite places at uh, at Logan if you, God forbid, have to deal with a delay or anything like that that uh, you hang out with or, uh, or or just enjoy? I do, yeah. I think my two Logan tips would be, uh, number one, most of the terminals at Logan have a an outpost of legal seafood. And legal seafood is 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 pretty good. You know, it's not just good for airport food. It's actually... It's uh, it's pretty good seafood. It's seafood that I would eat in an airport. So, uh, if you find yourself stranded at at Logan, uh, seek out one of the legal seafood outposts there because they they do a pretty good job. My second tip, and this is my sneaky good tip, is that a lot of people don't know this, but the uh, but Terminal C at Logan, which is where JetBlue and some other airlines uh, fly out of, there is actually a post security connection to the international terminal. Um, for those of you who have TSA pre-checked, and if you're listening to this show and you don't have TSA pre-checked, you're doing it wrong. Uh, as you know, most international, most international airlines don't have TSA pre-check. It's, it's largely a, a domestic thing. And so if you are 
uh, if you're kind of late to the airport or, you know, you're trying to get through, uh, trying to take a flight internationally on, you know, Emirates or something like that, it could take you hours and hours and hours to get through security uh, when you don't have pre-check. So the sneaky thing, and I, I admit to having done this, is to buy a super cheap flight on JetBlue, <laughs> go through security in Terminal C, and then and then find that back passageway into the international terminal. So that's my sneaky Logan tip. What do you wish uh, you knew when you first started traveling for business that you know now? You know, when I was uh, younger, uh, I I really always tried to find the best, the, like the cheapest flights, uh, the you know, the absolute best times and things like that. And that led to me spreading my miles around a lot of different airlines. And over the years, I've just, I've made, I've bent the universe to my will, Brian. And if if Delta doesn't go there or JetBlue doesn't go there, Tom doesn't go there. And I find a way, <laughs> I find a way to go on Delta. And I've gotten a lot smarter about uh, banking miles. And, and it's not so much for, uh, free trips and things like that, because, you know, certainly those of us who travel as much as you and I do, the, those things happen anyway, but it's to get, uh, it's to get status. It's to get upgrades. And that is, you know, those things I used to think of like as luxuries, but, but they're not actually, they're the things that actually at the end of the week, uh, they make you more or less tired depending on how well you've traveled. And, and so it's really my goal to travel as well as I possibly can. Are you one of those guys who has like a very detailed plan to pack it out? Do you pack the morning of or the, or the night before? Or are you a last minute, throw it all in the bag and go? Uh, I am a have everything in duplicate and keep it packed kind of person. So I, I, my, I'm going to Minneapolis tomorrow. My bag is 50% the same as it was when I came back from D.C. Uh, I just I rotate out clean and dirty clothes. I've got extra, you know, I have duplicate toiletries. I have duplicate sneakers. Uh, you know, it's it's a really simple process for me. And I, I use, uh, packing cubes that I buy from, uh, flight, flight 001 travel. And so I, I keep things sort of in their own cubes. So basically when I open up my carry on, I pull out one cube that has dirty stuff, unpack it, pack it with uh, clean clothes, throw the cube back in and I'm good to go. So, uh, it typically takes me five minutes to pack and I do it the morning I go. What is your favorite old time travel hack? I, I'm going to give you two cause they're, they're really, really short. Um, and okay. the first one is that I, I, I always take the first flight of the day. When you take the first flight of the day, number one, your equipment is likely already at the gate. It likely spent the night there. And number two, you're far less likely to hit weather. I'll put it to you this way. If there are thunderstorms in the morning, you're not going anywhere anyway. Uh, but thunderstorms yeah, or, in the or afternoon. Or the accumulated delays from the day as exactly. well. It, it all stacks up. Yeah. But, but if I'm on a – so tomorrow morning, I'm on a 530 to Minneapolis – that's going to leave, uh, and I'm going to get there. And if I get there early, I'll work out of a lounge. I'm, I'm happy, but I'm far less stressed. Yes, uh, so my main airline is, is Delta. My secondary airline is JetBlue, and I will, uh, if need be, go on mileage runs at the end of the year to maintain my mosaic status on JetBlue. Uh, and the reason why I do that is JetBlue has a sneaky good benefit on mosaic, which is uh, within 24 hours of your flight, free flight changes. And as long as it's the same day, so no, no change fee, no difference in fare. I'll buy like a 9 p.m. departure. Uh, and then 24 hours, you know, the day before, I'll change it to the one I wanted in the first place. And so I, I have saved thousands of dollars a year 
doing that by just, you know, just buying the cheapest flight, whether I wanted to go then or not, and then changing it to the one I want. It's never failed me. Do you have a, a favorite bag choice? I'm Briggs and Riley for life. I'm ride or die with Briggs and Riley. I, I have a, uh, I have a Briggs and Riley bag that's been in service since 1998. Um, lifetime warranty. I know I've sold a bunch to people. <laughs> uh, my wife and I have a complete set of them. They're just, I love their, the attitude of the company because, you know, uh, they, they are lifetime guarantee and sometimes they do break and we've sent them back to the repair service. And uh, what Briggs and Riley does is they use that as market research. If they get a lot of bags coming back with the same defect, the next iteration of that line of luggage isn't going to have that defect. Um, and, you know, I've, I'm ride or die with Briggs and Riley. Do you have any like special uh, travel clothing? Like, uh, you know, for for shorter domestic flights, I don't really care much. But I have two things I travel with uh, on transatlantic flights, and I'm actually going to Ireland uh, in two days, and so I will be certainly packing those. I always travel with compression socks. Um, you know, regardless of the, of the health things you hear, I just feel better. And, uh, the, and the second thing I have is this. It's called the Burton Travel Hoodie. And it's a, it's a thick zip-up hoodie that's designed for travelers. It's got uh, thumb holes in the wrists in case your hands are cold, so you can sort of you know, get a little extra warmth. You runners will know what I'm talking about. Uh, passport pockets. It's got uh, a neck pillow built into it, and it's got a black mesh. When you put the hood up, there's a black mesh that you can pull over your face that, you can, that will block out the light, and it makes you look a little scary, frankly, uh, which is good because I don't want people talking to me. <laughs> You have this carry-on bag. What's in it? If you had to dump it out, what, what, what would I find inside of it? So, uh, I, so I travel with two bags. I have a, a Briggs & Riley rollerboard of varying sizes. I use the international rollerboard, which will fit on most regional jets and is required, certainly, if you're on an international flight. Uh, and I have, a, I have a backpack as well. Um, so in my, in my carry-on, uh, I've got you know, enough enough shirts for however many days I'm going to be there. I'll typically wear a blazer. Uh, if, if it's a, you know, two, three day trip, I'll wear a blazer, not pack one. If it's longer, I'll pack one. Uh, I've always got workout gear. I've always got sneakers. Um, I will, uh, if I'm going on long trips, I'll take two, uh, two, maybe three pair of, uh, ex underwear, which, uh, wash out really well in the sink and dry quickly. Uh, I went to Dubai for a couple weeks, pairs of underwear and, and did just fine. Um, and I also have some packets of detergent <laughs> that just like, you know, wash in the sink kind of detergent that I take with me. Um, I travel with, uh, I'm a big audio freak. You probably know that. Uh, I travel mm-hmm. in my rollerboard. I've got a, a Bang & Olufsen A1 Bluetooth speaker, which sounds incredible, punches incredible weight for its size. Uh, and then in my computer bag, I'm, uh, I'm never without a really good pair of headphones and, uh, tomorrow I'm traveling with, uh, Bang & Olufsen wireless, uh, Bluetooth noise-canceling H9s, uh, which have, have great noise-canceling, but more important, even better sound. So that's, that's always in my bag. Do you have any favorite travel gadgets or apps that you use every time you travel? Uh, gadget-wise, uh, other than my laptop and any kind of audio gear I might have, the, the two things that are generally in my bag, uh, there's a... I use a, a big power brick. It's a Zumi uh, uh, power, juice power, I think it's called. And it's a 20,000 milliamp hour external battery that's got lightning USB-C and a couple of USB ports. Um, I, I hate having to find outlets all the time. 
and this thing, uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's not too large for something that has that much juice, but it will charge my laptop. Uh, it'll charge my phone about 10 times. So I, I like not being beholden upon finding outlets. So uh, that's, that's generally in my bag. Uh, I do have this great little, uh, very compact power strip that has three power outlets and four USB plugs on it. I typically use that a in the plane. Belkin one? Uh, it's a little Belkin one, yeah, and it works great. Um, I'll use it in planes a lot, especially like if you fly a lot of Delta, there will be two outlets for three seats. And so I, I make friends with people by, by sharing my outlet um, accordingly. Uh, and then sometimes I travel with this little travel router. It's, a, it's called the Rav Power File Hub. And it's a it's about the size of a deck of cards, and it's a little Swiss Army knife. It's got uh, SD card and USB port readers. Uh, it's got about 5,000 um, milliamp hours of battery. It can be used as a uh, an external file server, and it can be used as a, as a an actual Wi-Fi router. And sometimes that's good in in hotels if they have like a uh, only an Ethernet cable or something like that, which can often be true internationally. Uh, this has an Ethernet port. I, I just pop in the Ethernet cable, and I can create my own Wi-Fi network for five devices. So depending on where I go, I'll stick that in my bag, too. That's a that's a sneaky little Swiss Army knife for travelers. You know, everybody has to, has to be loyal to one of the big chains for the bulk of your travel. Uh, and I'm, I'm a Hilton person, so I find they have a good mix of... Uh, you know, upmarket hotels in, in larger cities, and then their their downmarket properties in smaller cities are pretty good. Um, but the other thing that I, I do a lot, and and again, I mentioned this earlier, I I try to travel easy because it takes miles off of me and, and adds years back. Uh, I I belong to a service called Tablet Plus, and it's a it's kind of a concierge service for boutique hotels. Uh, and it's like $200 a year to join. It's, uh, and basically all the hotels you can book through Tablet Plus are, uh, they're vetted boutique hotels and they don't necessarily have to be, uh, expensive hotels, but they're, they're, they, some of them can be quirky and some of them, of course, are, are luxury hotels. But, uh, the, the deal with Tablet Plus is it's not that you save any money. It's not more expensive. It's, you know, you're, you're just paying rack rate basically, but Tablet Plus members get, uh, get, a free room upgrade, whatever it's available. They get a late checkout. Uh, they'll typically get some kind of uh, coupon for food and beverage, uh, maybe a credit at the spa and a, you know, and a free cocktail when you get there. Uh, and you know, all of that stuff just makes me feel civil. So I like when it, when it makes sense and they're not, you know, so expensive that I can't pass it on to a client, uh, then I will book something through tablet. But for years, I mean, I've done international travel forever I struggle mightily with jet lag. Um, you know, jet lag can just can just make me comatose. I came back from Tokyo once, and I was literally a useless human for a week. Um, but then I, I, I heard something from Anderson Cooper, of all people, who uh, does lots of international travel to cover the news, and he gave me permission to do something which I always wanted to do anyway, and that's this. Travel is fatiguing. Travel is really, really tiring. You don't have to change time zones to be wiped after a three-hour flight or running around from hotel to hotel. And so I do what Anderson Cooper does. I sleep whenever I want to. Uh, I, I throw away the rules of, you know, oh, you've got to stay up till 9 p.m. or, you know, have, don't eat until whatever. I, I don't care. I just say, you know what, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. And if that means I get up at 3 a.m., I get up at 3 a.m. I don't really care. Uh, I sleep when I sleep. And I'm lucky, you know, I, I do make some rules. I don't uh, – I, I never – 
schedule anything on landing day. So if I have a busy day, I'm, I'm in the day before. Um, I have understanding clients. Uh, I do a lot of work in the Middle East. They know that, you know, I don't, uh, I don't start meetings until two in the afternoon with them. That's just a, a standing thing because, you know, I can make it. <laughs> if, it's two, if it's two in the afternoon, I'm, I'm going to make it. But, uh, yeah, I, I just say screw all the, the jet lag rules. I, I sleep when I'm tired. Thank you for listening to Business Travel Hacks with your host, Brian Eisenberg. Catch us on the web at businesstravelhacks.com or at Business Travel Hacks on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you.